Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 226, and it's titled, What is your genital type and how to make the most of it? And this is for both men and women. Okay, so this is going to be an interesting show. I really wish Celine was here to share this with me because she had so much experience in this area. Celine did, you know, coaching and uh, hands-on body work uh, for 20 years. I mean, revolving around sexuality and, you know, she was a certified sexological body worker and she, over the years, had literally seen thousands of genitals. Fortunately, having been together with her as long as I was, that we've talked about this many, many, many times over the years. We've talked about many of her clients and uh, I have a pretty darn good download of her experience. And while it won't be the same without her sharing her personal experiences, uh, I think I can do a pretty good job of filling in the types of things that she would add if she were here. Okay, so in this episode, we are going to cover things like why do we even care about genital types? And then what are the male genital types? And what are the female genital types? And how do men make the most out of what they got? And how do women make the most out of, out of what they've got? We're going to talk about some Kudoshka stuff. We're going to talk about uh, some uh, stuff from our own work and our own personal observations with past partners, with clients, things like that. So It's going to be a great episode. I highly suggest that you stay tuned in. And again, this is for both men and women. So when I'm talking about describing men's types, women, it would be a really good idea if you paid attention to that also, because you'll get to know what the different types are. Because if you haven't had a lot of partners, you might not even realize that there are all these different types. And when you hear them, you might go, oh, that type would actually, that's exactly what I've been looking for. Oh, that exists, right? Um, And same thing for the men. And men, I think probably for you, what's going to be more interesting is knowing that women have different genital types, you're going to learn like, oh, okay, so if my woman is that, I should do this, right? It's going to teach you how to work with their genitals in a way that works better for them. So you're not just fumbling around in the dark guessing, why doesn't she, all my other partners, when I did this move, they reacted this way. And why doesn't this woman, right? Maybe because her anatomy is a little bit different. So it's going to be a fascinating conversation. And we're just going to get to talk about genitals for an entire show. So how much fun is that? (laughs) Okay, before we do that... Do you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed? Then check out Power and Mastery. It's the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. As of course, as a longtime listener of the Love Lab podcast, you know that that is our online course for men's sexual mastery, and it is awesome. Holidays are here. Buy it for yourself. Buy it for somebody that you love. Uh, that you want to see improve their game, just be careful. Don't tell them they suck in bed. (laughs) Just say, hey, I thought this would be really cool. Maybe we could learn some new stuff that would be really fun, right? So yeah, powerandmastery.com, powerandmastery.com. Okay. So as I mentioned before, I'm going to combine a little bit of stuff from this book right here, The Sexual Practices of Kwidoshka. So in its Native American teachings around sexuality, uh, Celine, if I recall correctly, uh, actually did study um, with the people who wrote this book, at least to some extent. And I know her uh, previous partner uh, did as well. So she had some some really good experience with this material. But this isn't going to be all about that material. One, I'm not here to teach their class for them. They teach their own classes. You can go look them up. You can find this book online. Go buy it. You can go sign up for their classes. I don't want to take anything away from what they do. Um, But I do want to talk a little bit about 
what they talk about when it comes to genital types because it's relevant. And then I'm also going to, again, add in our own experience working with a lot of clients and personal experiences with lovers and girlfriends and things and boyfriends, whatever, you know, that her and I had over the years. Okay, so let's start with why do we even care about genital types? Like, is this just another way to classify us all and put us in boxes and divide us and do all the usual stuff uh, that society likes to do? Well, no, it is not about that. So while there are no perfect matches out there, there are some matches that are better than others. In addition, some people are in committed relationships with mismatched genitals. So learning how to make the most of what you've got is rather important if you want to have a satisfying sex life. So, which brings me to the number two reason. You can increase your sexual satisfaction by choosing partners with more compatible genitals. Or if you're already with a partner, you're like, hey, look, this is it. We're married. We've got kids. We've got a business together, whatever. Like, we're not changing partners. So then how can we find ways to make our genitals more compatible? So that's, that's another thing we're going to talk about. And, you know, I tried to look this next fact up because I read it somewhere. And I honestly, I couldn't find it. I, <laughs> between Selena and I, we have read so many books on sexuality that at this point, trying to remember what information came from what book is nearly impossible. But I remember reading somewhere, uh, and, you know, this is probably where Selena would chime in and go, oh, it was in such and such a book. <laughs> That traditionally in the past, I don't know if they still do this, um, but uh, parents in India, when they were doing arranged marriages, um, and I think maybe they might have even done this in some African tribes too, don't quote me on that, but because I couldn't find it when I went to go look it up, but I do know that they would look at the facial features of the two young people that they were thinking about uh, arranging a marriage for. Because they believed that those features would indicate things about their genitals. And so they were actually looking for, as one of the many criteria in arranging a marriage, genital compatibility. So I wish I could give you the exact information on that one. I tried to look it up before the show and I just couldn't find it. I don't know if I had the wrong search terms. Way too many books to try to go find where that little factoid exists. But I do remember reading that. So um, take it for what it's worth. In the past, some cultures have actually tried to arrange uh, marriages based on, among many other things, the sexual compatibility of their genitals. So those are some reasons why we care about it. Because it can create a more fulfilling sex life. And we all know a more fulfilling sex life can lead to uh, a better relationship overall. It can bring us more satisfaction. Uh, and we can learn to work with what we've got in the best way possible. Okay, so let's just jump right in with what are the male Kradoska genital types? I'm just going to read like a super quick descriptions. In the book, they go into far more detail and they talk about all different things from the taste of certain types of men and women to the lubrication of certain types of men and women and depths and lengths. And they, they go into far more detail. I'm just going to kind of give you the 50,000 foot overview of the different types. Now, because it is based on some Native American tradition. They use animals to represent the different types. Sometimes people get bent out of shape. Well, I don't want to be a pony, or I don't want to be a coyote, or a whatever. Don't pay any attention to that. That has nothing to do with it. They just, they got to give it a representation of some sort. So they picked animals that somewhat represented uh, the shapes and sizes and differences of human genitals. So here we go. Uh, and they're not in any particular order, by the way. It's not like from smallest to largest or anything like that. They're, this is just an order. Okay, number one, coyote tends to be short in length and narrow in girth. These men usually become skilled with their mouths and hands. So a little bit smaller 
penis type. A little shorter and a little narrower. The pit bull, longer than the coyote and almost as thick as the bear. So a little bit longer than the coyote, not a lot longer, and a little bit thicker as well. The bear, very thick and longer than the pit bull or the coyote, but shorter than a pony or a horse, also accompanied by smaller, more compact testicles. Uh, that's a thing too, of which I didn't write down for all of the different types, but they often tend to have certain characteristics with their testicles. So they might be bigger, smaller, closer to the body, hang lower, that sort of thing. All right. Uh, next is the pony, which has large girth, longer than a bear, but shorter than a horse. So the pony's starting to get, uh, longer and thicker, but still not, it's kind of more like the mid range uh, not as long or as thick as, say, somebody like a horse, which is next on the list, which is unusually long uh, and girth with large and low-hanging testicles. Now, <laughs> everybody has known somebody that is a horse. Why do I say that? Because my experience with not all horsemen, but a lot of horsemen, is because their penis is so large, they love to show it to people. <laughs> I had a friend back in the college days who had a really large penis. He was definitely a horse. And at every party, at some point in the night, he'd whip his dick out and show it to the ladies. He just would. I had another friend years later after college, also very large, we're at a bar one night, him, myself, and another friend of ours. Next thing I know, I turn around and he's whipping his dick out in the bar and showing it to the ladies. It's like, by the way, ladies, I have a really big penis. Don't believe me? Here you go. <laughs> That's why I say everybody's known somebody that is a horse because they tend to like to show them off. Interestingly enough, we'll get into this uh, a little bit further on in the show, but it's not all that it's cracked up to be by any means. In fact, you know a lot of the women will look at a true horse man and go, oh, hell no. <laughs> but we'll talk about that more later. Next is the elk, longer than a deer, but less thick than a horse, often tilting left or right. Not always tilting left or right, but sometimes. Um, the elk is kind of that, again, it's more of a middle ground. It's not super long, but not super short. It's kind of in that, what most women would describe as that just right Goldilocks zone in length and girth. Uh, the deer, long and narrow and often tapered at the end with low-hanging testicles. So the deer tends to be pretty long and narrow. We have the ram, narrow like a deer, but shorter uh, and often projects upwards. And then we have the dancing man, which is average-sized with tapered heads. Uh, they claim that the dancing man is most common. I would have to ask Celine that question. I don't really know the answer to that. I can tell you, though, that, that some of the, like, the outliers on both ends, like the coyotes and the pit bulls and the horses and even the deers, tend to be less common. You would probably see more like dancing men, ponies, elks kind of thing, uh, more in that mid-range would probably be a bit more common. So that's just like a brief description of how the system of Kradoshka would describe men's genitals and the differences between them. So, okay, why again, why is this important? Well, think about it. Let's say you're a coyote man and you have a shorter penis and a narrower penis. Well, that's not going to work for some women. It'll work for some, but it may not work for others, right? So you got to figure out, okay, if I am that man, one, should I be with a woman it doesn't work with? Well, not if you can avoid it, but maybe you've already established a relationship. Okay, great. Well, then what else can you do? And that's a big part of what we're going to be talking about closer towards the end of the show. So you have an idea here from the descriptions of some of the different types. I would like to add now uh, other quote-unquote types or considerations. And, you know, Kordoska does actually mention some of the things that I'm going to talk about here in, in conjunction with what I read above, but not all of it. 
some of this really just comes from our own experience working with a lot of different clients. So what are some of the other types or things that uh, you would want to be aware of? Okay, number one on this list is the angle that the penis points. Now, Celine had told me, and she believe me, she she saw a lot of penises in the t- twenty years that that she did coaching work around sexuality, and she would say that most men either angle to the left or to the right. Like on average, most men are they angle one way or the other, which is interesting. I I wouldn't have known that myself. I wouldn't have guessed that. But that is that is what she said. In fact, we even were talking about this not that long ago, um, which is why it's kind of fresh in my memory. So, you know, let's think about things like this. Um, what do you have going on as a woman? What is going on inside your vagina, right? So do you have sensitivities on one side of your vaginal wall or the other? Uh, do you maybe have, you know, some scarring from procedures that you've had or childbirth or things like that where, you know, a penis that, that angles in a certain way hits a spot that's not that good? Or the opposite might be true, where you have a spot that just like, mm, like a lot of people have heard of the G spot, but a lot of people don't know that there are other spots as well, like the P spot and there's other spots. Um, they are areas inside the vagina that have often higher concentrations of nerve endings and are extremely pleasurable to touch with your penis. And so you might want to think about, hey, if, if, I, if you know as a woman or as a, as a man, if you know your woman really likes a certain spot to be touched or pressed on or rubbed against, uh, and you know that your penis happens to fit and reach that spot, well, great. And if not, if you know that your penis doesn't, then you go, okay, well, I will find other ways to stimulate that spot because that's what she likes. So angle of, uh, or direction that the penis points. Now, I can tell you this also from Celine because she told me this many times. Her favorite, and this is just her favorite, and every woman has a different thing that they like based on their own genital types and, you know, their spots and all that. Celine's favorite was a penis that pointed up. And, you know, we tend to think of when a man gets an erection, it goes up. Ah, but that's not true for all men. Some go up, some just go kind of straight out, some go straight out and off to one side or the other. Um, apparently, according to Celine, men whose penises with an erection point straight up are actually somewhat rare. But for her, it was the type that uh, just worked for her. So um, something to consider is what angle or direction does your penis point uh, when it's erect? And as a woman, you know, think about it. What, what style do you like? What works for you? And try to find a man who has that. All right, next on the list, hardness. So when people think about erections, they think, well, yeah, well, you get an erection, your penis is hard. But they don't often necessarily realize that there are many differences between the rigidity of an erection. Now, obviously, as men get older, you're going to see that change a little bit if they're starting to struggle uh, you know, with erections you know, getting them if maybe they have some health issues and the blood flow isn't what it used to be. Of course, that can affect it. But even in young, healthy men, you will see variation in how hard a particular penis is. For instance, sometimes men who are really large, like really large horsemen, their erections aren't actually that hard. So the penis is more flexible. It gets really large, but it's not that hard. Whereas you might see somebody like a dancing man or an elk man or something like that when he gets an erection, it's like, like a piece of wood, literally, like it's rock hard. So that's, that's another thing to consider. What type is yours? Are you the type that uh, gets really, really hard or really, really soft? Or why does that matter? Well, let's say you're a larger man and uh, you don't get as hard. Well, Maybe the way that you penetrate a woman is different. Whereas somebody who gets really raging hard, you know, rock hard erection, 
you know, provided there's enough lubrication, can no hands like just boom and enter no problem. Whereas uh, a man whose penis doesn't get as hard might need a different position, uh, might need to even do a soft entry to begin with. Um, so there's just there's differences in how you use what you got. Okay, next is texture. This is an interesting one. Uh, this is not something I ever thought of before, but Celine used to talk about it. And, uh, you know, she would say that, that some guys have kind of a rough texture on their penis, and some guys have very soft and smooth a texture. And so it's just something to be aware of. If you know you tend to have a sort of rougher texture on your penis, you might want to look into, are you staying hydrated enough? Uh, do you have too much chafing going on? <laughs> maybe you don't have the right underwear or something like that. Or um, maybe you need to use some coconut oil on a regular basis to keep the skin soft or whatever. But texture is actually something that I have heard from women is important to them. They really appreciate a good texture. All right, next. And by the way, the, the things on this list are not in any particular order. I, like, I'll tell you usually if, some, if the order is important. In this case, it's not. Uh, <clears throat> next is energy. Okay, in tantric practices, they will often talk about the lingam, which is the term they use for penis, or they'll call it the wand of light, uh, or the jade stalk, or a lot of these things. But they talk a lot about energy of the penis, the physical energy that is being projected out of the penis and into the woman. This is really big. Let's say you're a smaller size penis, but you know how to move energy. You can make your small penis feel to a woman inside of her that it's way bigger than it is because of the amount of energy that is being transmitted from you to her. How do you learn how to do that? Well, you know, learn some tantric practices, learn to cultivate your energy. Uh, even if you don't do tantric practices, I mean, th things like Tai Chi or Qigong are, are systems that really teach you how to cultivate and move energy throughout your body. And then once you learn how to do that, you can move it through any part of your body. You can send it through your hands, you can send it through your penis. But the energy that you project from your penis can make a big, big difference in what she feels on the other end. Uh, next on the list, taste. Oh, this is an interesting one, too. Uh, just like not all women taste the same, men, you know that. Women, you also know that not all men taste the same. And so uh, that is something that you want to think about, right? Because we're talking about what are your genital types? How do you make the most of it? Well, if you know that your, your taste is a certain taste, and maybe that's not the taste your partner likes, right? Then you know, okay, what else can I do to possibly influence the taste? Because the reality is, and we've talked about this, Selena and I have done videos on like, you know, how to get more blowjobs, right? Like we did a YouTube video on that a, a while back. And one of the things we said is you got to make it appetizing to her, appealing to her. Like, you know, even if she likes to give blowjobs, if you're not well-groomed, if you don't smell that good or you don't taste that good, she's not going to be really inspired. But if she goes down on you and just like, you know, she smells you and just like, she feels it in her pussy when she smells you and then she tastes you and you just like are the best tasting thing ever, she's going to want to do it a lot. So that's important. Next on the list, uh, ability and speed of erection. So again, as you get older, maybe your health isn't all that great, you can start to have challenges. But even when you're younger, especially nowadays, we see even with young men a huge variation in their ability to obtain an erection, how hard that erection gets, and how quickly they can get it. So again, know where you're at. Are you the type that can instantly get an erection and it's rock hard? Or are you the, time that, are you the type that needs more time and you more slowly get an erection? This is actually something I know uh, Kudoshka talked about a little bit, that some men need more time to achieve an erection than others. So, um, something to be aware of. Again, we're, 
we want to identify these things so that we can figure out how to make the best of it, right? So, you know, if you're a woman and you know that your man maybe needs a little bit more time, then you know you need to invest a little bit more in foreplay. So don't automatically assume he's not attracted to me because he doesn't get... No, maybe his type is he just needs a little bit more time. All right, and the last one on other things to consider... Uh, your ability to last long slash control your ejaculation. So this is this is something any man can have. It's just a simple matter of training. We teach you how to do this in our sexual mastery course uh, and in our um, Master Your Ejaculation course, which is at powermastery.com. Any man can learn how to do this. So again, you're identifying what type are you? Are you the type that lasts long and has good control? Or are you the type that has little control and doesn't last long, right? Figuring out what is your type. So what is your physical type? And then how do you use it? What is your skill type, right? All of that stuff. So that is a basic description. Now, so men and women, you've heard all of this, right? Think about, if you're a guy, think about everything I just said. Where do you fit? What is your size? What is your girth? What is your length? What is your shape, right? And then think about what angle does it point in? How hard does it get? What is the texture, the energy, the taste, the the erection speed, how long? Think about all those things and form a realistic picture of who you are from a perspective of your genitals. I know you are far more than just your genitals. Don't, I'm not trying to tell you that you're just your dick, right? No, (laughs) absolutely not. But form a picture of who you are as through the frame of reference of genitals. Because once you understand that, then you can make decisions about how do you use it best, best for you and best for your partner. Okay, so having said all that, we are going to take a break for our sponsor, and then we're going to come back and do the same thing for the women, and then we're going to wrap up with how men and women can use their genitals to the best of their ability. All right, so support for the Love Lab podcast is brought to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I always love that line. (laughs) Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men. That is 14 million balls. That's a lot of balls. (laughs) Worldwide, who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. So what is the exclusive offer? If you go to manscaped.com and use the code LOVELAB at checkout, you will get 20% off and free worldwide shipping. So what are we talking about, Manscaped, here? I got my props. I have right here the Performance Package 4.0. We got all kinds of stuff in here. We've got the Manscaped uh, lawnmower. We've got the Crop Preserver here. I can't get it out of the box. (laughs) We've got the Crop Reviver. We've got the Boxer Brief. And we've got the Travel Bag Below. It also comes with the Weed Whacker Nose Hair Trimmer. These products are great. If you listened to last week's show, you know that I was using Manscaped products before they were a sponsor of the show. Uh, I've been very impressed with how the products work and how long they've lasted. I got the 4.0 lawnmower when it first came out. They literally just had released the 4.0 version, and I needed something new, and I just thought I would try it. I had seen the commercials, and you know what? It did live up to my expectations. I still use it. I used it this morning before this show. So... (laughs) A uh, couple things about this. Inside this package, you will find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the Crop Preserver ball deodorant, the Crop Reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. This is their fourth generation trimmer, which features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4K, 4000K, sorry, LED spotlight. Uh, so that you can see what you're doing below the belt. And you know, I kind of thought that was a little gimmicky at first when I got it. I'm like, I don't need a light. 
Yeah, I don't need a light if I'm standing in my well-lit bathroom in the middle of the day. But sometimes I'm trimming in the evening during the winter when there's no sunlight coming through. (laughs) And believe it or not, the light actually helps. (laughs) So while I thought it was gimmicky, the first time I used it when I was like, hey, I can actually see that. That's pretty fucking cool. (laughs) All right. So Manscaped even threw in two free gifts in the performance package, which is, which are the boxers and the shed travel bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code lovelab at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code lovelab. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job. I could not agree more. I've had that conversation with Celine many times. She wants me to do a job, and I'm like, I don't have the right tool for it. She's like, well, you know, just use whatever you have. I'm like, nope, I have to have the right tool for it. It's a guy thing, but, you know, you got to have the right tools. So, of course, that always meant that I would have to go out and get the tools because it was not an excuse to not do it just because I didn't have the right tools. If you don't have the right tools, you go get the right tools. Okay, let's jump back in with the female Kradoshka genital types. All right, so much like the male, I'm just going to kind of read you a little bit of a short description, and then we'll go into the other types and considerations. So first is the sheep, which has a long tunnel-like hood that covers the clitoris, puffy, sometimes rounded shaped vulva. So interesting thing about the sheep is it tends to have a longer hood over the clitoris. That would be something that is important to, to know, not only from for you as a woman, but as a guy, because the clitoris needs stimulation. Most women will orgasm from the clitoris. So if that is tucked away in there, you might need to coax it on out a little bit. Next is the cat, pronounced hooding covering the entire clitoris whose shaft is shorter. Upper part of the outer labia are connected to the hood. So, again, full covering of the clitoris, right? So you know that you need to do a little bit more exploring to get in there. Uh, And interestingly enough, the way the outer labia are connected to the hood. So that's just, uh, yeah, something that's a little bit unique to the cat. Next is buffalo, large protruding thick outer lips, which curl or hang downwards. So this is a woman who tends to have much uh, thicker uh, and larger. So some women will have, and we'll talk about this with some of the other types, some women will have large lips, but they're thin. And other women will have large lips, but they're thick. And I'm going to talk about labia, especially inner labia, and their size and how that can affect how you have sex because it can there are a couple of considerations that you definitely want to keep in mind if you happen to have larger lips all right bear uh thick lips that may take the shape of butterfly wings always so beautiful when they have the flower and butterfly kind of labia i think so anyway uh next is wolf inner labia tend to be shaped like thin butterfly wings. So uh, larger labia, but thinner labia. And they tend to be, not always, but tends to be somewhat symmetrical so that they kind of look like they are butterfly wings. Next is the antelope, somewhat thin and delicate labia that are spread apart. So sometimes the labia tend to be tightly close together, sometimes a little further apart. The deer, Extremely thin and small outer labia, but has the deepest inner cave. That This is actually an interesting one, uh, the deer. So it, it's interesting because in modern times, what you see in porn movies a lot are women that are deer women. So uh, women who have really small inner labia and potentially even outer labia and inner labia. And there was even a trend there for a while of women getting labiaplasty where they would have their labia removed or made smaller. Please, please, please don't do that. Don't do that. It doesn't matter. Small labia, big labia, it's all beautiful. Just learn to love and use what you have. And that's a lot of what this episode is about when we're talking about women. So 
Uh, just because you happen to see that doesn't mean that it's any better or any worse. It's just a different type. Now, you might have a personal preference, and that's fine. If you have a personal preference, then find a woman who has genitalia that meet your preference. But otherwise, really, it's all good. They're all beautiful. All right. Next is Fox, shorter clitoral hooding and petite labia. And the last one is the dancing woman, which is long, narrow, and thin labia. So I was going to put pictures up uh, post-production here, um, but uh, I didn't want to use, I imagine the Kardoshka stuff is copyrighted. I didn't want to use their their, uh, images. And I also didn't want to get demonetized or banned on YouTube. (laughs) People, you know, we'll do episodes on like how to finger a woman like a pro or how to give a a genital massage or something like that. And inevitably in the comments, somebody's like, why did you just talk about it? Why couldn't you show it to us? Why? Because we'd be banned from YouTube. That's why you can't put that kind of content on YouTube. (laughs) You can put that maybe elsewhere, but you can't put it on YouTube, right? And the whole point of this is to educate people. We want to share this knowledge. We want to educate people so that they can have better sex and better relationships and more love in their life. So you can go look it up. You can get the book. It's in the book. Uh, I'm sure you can find it on Amazon. Uh, In fact, I believe we have a link to buy this book. If you go to selenremy.com forward slash vault, I believe it is. It's in the uh, it's in the show notes, so you'll find it there. That's where you can sign up for our free library of stuff. And in there is a really excellent reading list. I mean, dozens, dozens of fantastic books on sex, love, and relationship. And I believe uh, the Kudoshka book is in there with a direct link on where you can go buy it. Um, so you can find the you can you can also find these images elsewhere on the internet. It, they're not hard to find. So you go look them up and don't complain to me in the comments that I didn't show a picture of it. <laughs> so the thing is you never know sometimes like you can you could show a drawing of it and it would be perfectly fine and no problems. And then another time all of a sudden you get demonetized. Right? And you know, it costs money to make these shows. So getting demonetized not 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 good. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about what are some of the other types and considerations when it comes to female genitalia. Um, and some of this was already covered in what I read above, but I'm going to talk a little bit more about it from our perspective, not necessarily the Kudoska perspective. So, size of the inner labia. Why does size of the inner labia matter? Well, because when you penetrate a woman if she happens to have larger inner labia, you're going to have to be a little bit more careful. It's actually rather painful for a woman if you just go and jam your penis in there and her labia gets kind of caught and dragged sort of inside because it'll kind of flip around like and, and, and kind of go inward and there's no lubrication on the external part of it, right? So it's important to be aware. What size labia do you have? And also, are they thin or are they thick? And then how, well, we'll, we'll get to that uh, on number three. <laughs> but yeah, it's an important thing to know because it just takes a little bit different technique uh, once you know what you're working with. Uh, next, size slash covering of the clitoris. This was also mentioned a little bit in Kudoshka, but I want to talk about it a little bit more. Uh, oh, I didn't bring our little clitoris model. We have our little 3D printed clitoris, which I would love to show you right now, but I don't have it with me. It's in the other room. I didn't even think about bringing it on this show. But we did an entire episode, by the way, Celine and I, on the clitoris where we showed the models and everything and went through the whole anatomy. And so if you know uh, about the clitoris, you know it's not just that tiny little, you know, man in the boat that you see sticking out, that it has legs and they go down along uh, the sides of the outer labia, which is another reason why it's important to know what kind of outer labia you have. Um, <clears throat> but just understanding the clitoris and what it is, how it's shaped and how it works can really help you dial in the pleasure. 
both for a woman herself and also for uh, a man. So it's really important uh, to understand that. So covering of the clitoris is kind of important too. Uh, Like I said, most women do have uh, orgasms from the clitoris. Clitoral type orgasms are the most common. And so they can be easier or harder to achieve based on the location of the clitoris, how close is it to the vaginal opening, and then also how covered is it? Is it completely covered by the hood or is it some, I've seen some that are completely exposed, like the hood doesn't cover it at all. Those are the type of women who are like, I can't wear, I can't not wear underwear. Like, like those women will tell you like they can't put on a pair of jeans without having a good pair of underwear on because it'll just rub against their clitoris all day long and it'll either irritate them or it'll give them orgasms all day. (laughs) So, um, so those are just things to keep in mind. Uh, Next is amount of lubrication. That is also important. Some women lubricate more than others, and especially as age and hormones shift, those things change. That is something you really need to know about. Now, think about this. If you have a woman with larger inner labia who doesn't lubricate that much, you know you need to take extra special care when you're penetrating her with anything, whether it's your penis, your fingers, anything, you need to take a little bit extra special care. And you want to make sure that if she's not producing a lot of lubrication on her own, that you then use something else to lubricate. Really important. And, you know, the lubrication issue isn't just an age issue. I mean, even when younger women, some women lubricate more than others. They just do. (laughs) I've had girlfriends in the past that when they were really turned on and they were standing there naked, they were dripping, literally dripping. And then others where it takes, you know, 10 minutes or 15 minutes of some sort of foreplay to really get them going. And that's normal. That's, that's fine. Uh, depth of vaginal canal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are different depths. Uh, so, you know, again, if you're a horse man and you're with a woman who has a shorter depth uh, vaginal canal, you're going to have difficulties there, right? So you want to know these things. You want to know, oh, okay. And you know, this, this would make, I think this would make great conversation. You're dating somebody, you're getting to know them, right? Talk about these things like, oh, what kind of, you know, penis do you have? Or what's your vaginal canal? What, what do you like, right? These are the kinds of conversations that you should have. I mean, one, they're fun, but two, they help you figure out, is this person somebody that's going to be compatible with me? Uh, position of the uterus. So that's slightly different. And that will actually change based on where she's at in her cycle. But aside from that, it is a little bit different uh, for different women. Uh, Strength of the vaginal muscles. That's really important. That makes a huge difference. Let's say you're a man who has a smaller penis and she's a woman who has a larger vaginal canal. She could absolutely make up for that difference if she had really strong vaginal muscles, because she'll be able to really just constrict those muscles and you'll feel it and she'll feel more sensation if she does that, right? So we'll talk about that when we get to the next section here. Uh, And then the last one is location of the G-spot. It's generally in the same place for everybody, but it can be a little bit further back or a little bit closer to the opening, depending on the woman. So, you know, even the smallest men can usually be long enough, uh, can almost always be long enough to touch a woman's G-spot. It's, it's not very far in. It's like, you know, two knuckles on your finger in. So it's not very deep. Um, but, you know, even though you might be long enough, maybe you're not pointing in the right direction or the shape of your penis doesn't quite stimulate it enough. So uh, those are things to consider. And again, I really want to emphasize whether it's the men or the women, there's no such thing as good or bad. It's just different, right? There's just different shades, different types, and you should just learn how to love and use what you got. And you can, you can, you can take any genital type of a man or woman and make it amazing. Okay, so now we get to the section, how do we make it amazing? How do we take what we have and do the best we can with it? Okay, so we're going to start with the men first, and then we're going to talk about the women. Uh, and by the way, I'm not starting with the men first because of any particular reason. It was just, I am a man, and so it was really easy for me to sit down and just, okay, here we go, and write everything down. And then I had to take a little bit more time to think about the women, women I've been with, think about uh, all of the things that Selena and I talked about. So that, that's the only reason why it's in that order. So don't, 
don't get a bee in your bonnet because I'm talking about the men first all the time. All right. So if you are a man who's smaller in size, okay, here's, here are some things that you can do. One, you can learn good technique, right? So we've done videos, Celine and I, on thrusting techniques and, and uh, other techniques as well. Just learn how to use your penis really well. A lot of guys don't. They really don't know how to do it. They just like stick it in and pound. Like, okay, here we go. Is that working for you, honey? And she's like, eh, no. <laughs> right? So just learn how to use what you got. Like, learn how to use it well. You know, it's, it, it's a very important part of your body. Master it. Master it. Powermastery.com. Uh, men who tend to be smaller also tend to really get good at using their mouth and their hands. So you can make up a lot of ground, either foreplay first or by finishing her and bringing her to orgasm after penetration with your mouth or your hands. You can also find a woman with a smaller vaginal canal or smaller vagina. Like we talked about the dancing woman, right? We said it's really, really tall, thin uh, labia. Well, what that also means is a very tall opening to the vagina. So some women have taller openings, some women have smaller openings, shorter openings, and some women have deeper vaginal canals and some women have shorter. So find a woman whose vagina and vulva work for your genital type. Uh, let's see. Oh, you can have, you can, another thing that you can do is learn to have uh, good control over your vaginal muscles. So this is something actually for the men, right? If, and I've talked about this before. If you're a man and you happen to have a smaller penis, if a woman has really good, strong vaginal muscles, that can make up for the lack of size. Also, pick positions that allow for the deepest possible penetration. So if you're a little bit smaller, there are positions you can do that give you really deep penetration. Those are the positions that if you're larger, the women are like, oh, no, we're not doing that, right? Because you end up bottoming out, hitting the, the uh, uterus, and it can be uncomfortable sometimes. Um, so, but use those positions if you happen to have a smaller penis. If you are a man with a large penis... Uh, one, use lots of lube, especially if the woman doesn't happen to have a particularly large uh, vaginal opening or canal. Penetrate slowly. Guys, if you have a big penis, please, I mean, you should always be penetrating a woman slowly, even if you have a small penis, but it's especially important if you have a big penis. Penetrate her slowly. If you happen to be a horse man and you have a really long penis with a lot of girth and your woman's vaginal canal is not that deep or that long or that uh, uh, wide, then use some tools to help you. Uh, we did an entire uh, YouTube video on uh, me, you know, what men with large penises can do or, or should to do to make sex better. Because a lot of times, guys that don't have large penises think, man, I wish I had a penis that big. That would be great. And as I alluded in the beginning of the show, a lot of times women are like, oh, hell no. No, no, no. You're not putting that thing inside me, right? Like I've had women say that. Not to me personally. I'm more in that middle range. I'm not a, I'm not a horse man. I'm actually an elk man. Um, but uh, I, I've had women tell me that they've been with guys and once they pulled down their pants, they were like, uh-uh, right? <laughs> you, you can do it. You just have to find ways. So we, we uh, I think it might be in our sleenremy.com forward slash products on our products page. Uh, we did have for a while an affiliate called Onut. I think we still have it which makes literally, it's a, it's, a, it's a donut and you can stack them. And so it can basically shorten the length of your penis so that you can still thrust and do all the things that you would do if you had a shorter penis without hurting her. So that's another thing you can do if you happen to be unusually large in size. And then pick positions that allow for shallower penetration. There are positions where you can't penetrate as deeply just due to the way the bodies fit together. So use those if you're larger. Uh, and of course, find a woman with a larger vaginal canal. They're out there. Find a woman. There are women out there. So you've always heard about the size queen, the woman who absolutely just loves big penises. Why does she love big penises? 
probably because she's got a larger vaginal canal and it feels good for her. Whereas women with smaller ones are like, eh, it's a little uncomfortable. We got to use a lot of lube. We need to use a donut. It's not that great for me. If a woman is like, yeah, give me every millimeter that you got, she probably has a larger vaginal canal. And so therefore it feels good for her. So find a woman like that. A few general things, regardless of what size penis you have, practice good grooming. That is always important. And if you have a really small penis and you have a giant bush, it's going to make it look even smaller, right, guys? Right, right. So get yourself a manscaped, right? Trim that up a little bit, make it look a little bigger. Uh, Maintain a healthy diet and lifestyle so that you taste good and that you have no erection difficulties. That's really important, really important. That, That will make your penis suddenly appear a whole lot more appealing. Uh, Learn how to control your ejaculation. Talked about this a couple times on the show also. Even if you don't have the biggest penis, even if you don't have maybe the best shape for your partner, if you can learn how to use it well, control that ejaculation, take her on these, these waves of intense pleasure, she's going to think you are a great lover, regardless of the physical size, shape of your penis. Uh, learn how to direct your energy through your penis. We talked about that earlier also. Again, that can make up for, for all sorts of different things, size, skill, you know, things that you may be lacking of. If you can really learn to use your energy through your penis, I'm telling you, that makes a big difference. Women who've never had that and then they have a lover who really can put the energy in, they're just like, I don't know what just happened, but something happened and it was fucking amazing. Like, they will tell you that. Uh, next, try to find a woman whose genitals are most compatible with yours. I mean, that, that's, that's one of the reasons we're going through this whole episode, right? Is, is so that you can understand that there are different types and that some types are more compatible with you than others. And so you can go and look for them. Of course, the other is if you're already in a committed relationship, identify what type each of you have and then pick from the list of things that you can do to maximize the compatibility and the, uh, pleasure. And lastly, for the men, have confidence in your cock. Like I work with a lot of men. A lot of guys think they have small penises. It turns out they're actually really not that small. Um, They just lack confidence in their penis and their ability to use it. And when you lack confidence, women feel it. They do. They can just tell. And it's not sexy to them and it's not attractive to them. So if you can really have confidence in your cock and your ability to use it, no matter what shape it is, no matter what size it is, no matter what, you're going to do a good job. So you know, that's one of the things I really like to help guys with is having confidence. Yeah, I'm going to teach them the skills to get there so they can have that confidence, but really helping them like show up like, yeah, I am a cock star, right? That's how you got to show up. Okay. And man, this episode is getting long too. I thought about breaking this into two episodes, but then I was like, eh, I'm just going to try to give you the full download in one. I know I talk a lot. I apologize for that, but hopefully you're getting some good value out of it. Finally, how to make the most of what you got if you are a woman. Number one, if you have larger labia, make sure that you open or move them. Use lube if necessary and penetrate slowly. So we talked about this before. If you have larger labia, that's great. That's beautiful. You know, I think they're beautiful. I love to, you know, when a woman spreads her legs and her labia just go like this and open up and they just look like a beautiful flower or a butterfly. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, so yeah, love your labia and just make sure that they're open, they're out of the way, they're well lubricated, and you penetrate her slowly so they don't get dragged inside in this weird burning kind of thing. Next, if you have a larger hood, make sure to really arouse the clitoris so that it will emerge from under its hood, or maybe gently pull back on the hood to expose it when you stimulate it. So these are some things uh, to, to think about. And, you know, follow her lead. She'll let you know if that feels good or not. And as a woman, know that, hey, if you're having 
penetrative sex and you don't feel a lot of stimulation through your clitoris. It could be because your clitoris is a little bit higher and further away from the vaginal canal. And it could be that you've got a hood that covers it a lot and it's just not getting that much stimulation. So try a different position that will stimulate it more. Try using your hands while he's uh, penetrating you or a vibrator or there's lots of different things you can do to get that clitoris in the game. All right, uh, next, if you don't lubricate quickly or fully, make sure that you use lube. I mean, that's an easy one. Just use some lube. Um, I think every, every bed, or if you're lucky enough to have a sex room in your house or something like that, um, should have some lube handy because sometimes you just need lube. <laughs> uh, next is train those vaginal muscles. Yes, ladies, please, 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 please not just for him, but for you. You will experience greater levels of satisfaction in your sex life if you have trained those muscles, the vaginal muscles, the pelvic floor muscles. If you can really strengthen and tone those muscles, you will feel so much more sensation. You have so much more control over your own genitals and how you experience lovemaking. I cannot stress that enough. A lot of times women will say, well, after childbirth, I have incontinence, and if I laugh too hard, I pee on myself, and that's just the way it is. No, it's not just the way it is, unless there was permanent damage done, which there most likely wasn't. You can train those muscles, and if Celine were here, not only would she tell you how, she would teach you how. She would. But it can absolutely be done. Uh, just like with men, how they can... Um, they can use their penis to uh, put energy in. Women can fill their vagina with energy too. Be careful with this one though if you have a guy who's a premature ejaculator because you can get so much energy in your vagina that you can literally with no movement just make him explode. So be careful with that. But in the right circumstance, it can really enhance the quality of the lovemaking. Next, choose positions that give you just the right angle of depth and penetration, right? It's the same thing for the guy, right? So, but in this case, for the guy, we're saying, hey, if you have a short penis, choose one that allows deeper penetration. If you have a long penis, choose one that allows a shallower penetration. In this case, just know what are the spots and the angles and the directions and the depths that feel good to you. And then knowing what size and what angle your partner is, you can choose positions that say, okay, so my, my uh, G-spot is located really close to the vaginal opening and he happens to be a deer man, which is a really long penis. And what I would really like is a position where the head of his penis rubs right against the G-spot, right? Pick a position that does that. So that would most likely be one that, that uh, allowed for shallower penetration where the head of his penis could stimulate the G-spot a bit more. So and that's just one example. You can think of lots of them for smaller penises and different vaginas and all of that. And of course, try to find a partner whose genitals are most compatible with yours. Yeah. I mean, if you've been around long enough, you'll know what you like. And so you can seek that out. If you haven't, you're going to have to experiment a little bit, you know, and, and uh, find out what you like. Uh, next is learn your pussy inside and out. I had to put this on here for women because guys, we know our penises inside and out. We're playing with them from the time that we're like teeny tiny, right? We know what they look like from every direction, everything about them. But one of the things that Celine noticed with working with women for many years is a lot of women don't know their vaginas very well. They've never seen them. They don't look at them. They don't really know how they function. They don't even know what their clitoris, how, how it has legs and all that kind of stuff. If you really want to have great sex, you need to understand your own anatomy. You just do. Um, and then, of course, for men, you need to understand the anatomy so you know how, how to please her well. It's a big module that I teach men in my coaching, uh, and that Celine would also teach women. There's a whole module on female anatomy because it's important to know. Uh, so, And then the last one is no matter what type of genitals you have, ladies, Learn to love it. Love your vulva, love your labia, love your clitoris, love your pussy, your vagina, all the different parts that make it up. Learn to love it. They're all amazing, and you just need to know how to work best with what you have. And it helps if you can find a partner that works and fits and is compatible with you. 
Woo! All right, there you go. That is an entire episode on genital types. I hope that was helpful for you. And honestly, all of this information, when I learned it many, many years ago, really did help me, help me choose better partners, help me understand what my partner was going through, help me understand how to please them better and have better sexual encounters and relationships. So uh, hopefully it will do the same for you. Uh, let me know in the comments uh, what your experiences are and if you have anything to add to this conversation. All right, everybody, that's all I have for you this week, and I will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.